This is very exciting. So for anyone who is watching, um, you know, I normally come up here and do morning brew after hours where around this time during the week, um, I talk with other startup founders and business professionals about what it's like to be running a business, um, what it's like behind the scenes. Today, we're doing something different. For those of you that don't know, I launched a podcast kind of as a passion project on the side. It's called The Founder's Journal. And basically the concept is, for the last four years, I've been trying to convince myself to keep a daily journal of the biggest lessons that I'm learning as a founder. You know, the things that frustrate me, that excite me, the questions I have, the, the, you know, the things that I think I'm really good at, the things I don't think I'm good at. But for whatever reason, I don't know why, I could never get myself to keep a journal. So the idea behind the Founder's Journal, it's an eight to 12 minute podcast where with producer Josh, that that's the other good looking person on the right side of the screen. We talk about the one or two things that happened in my day as a founder that I found particularly uh, impactful that I think other people can learn from. Mr. Josh, should we take it away? Let's let's talk. Let's see what happened today. I, I We were talking a bit right before this, and what I wanted to bring up was a message that you sent me, and I, I think you sent it to a couple other people yesterday morning. It reads, morning, hope you're having a good start to the day. Now almost two months into quarantine life, I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing in general. Is there anything I can be doing to support you or making working from home easier? Always happy to chat and answer any questions you might have. So yes, uh, I did in fact send that to everyone on the team. Um, but before I share you know, my thoughts on on just the conversations that I have with people. And by the way, I'm not going to share any specific names or specific conversations, but I'm going to share some of the common things that I heard from people on our team. You know, my goal with that was we've now been quarantined for two months. I believe it was like March 13th. And, uh, you know, I don't know why the thought came in my, my head, but I was like, you know, I haven't communicated with everyone in the team individually in a while. And I, I wanted to see how people were doing. It's a very interesting time. And the big thought that I had from it is it was so incredibly fulfilling to reach out to everyone, get responses from pretty much everyone. And it's, it's just a, it's such a fascinating, uh, you know, experience to feel closer to your people, to feel better connected, to feel like you have a deeper relationship. But I also think I learned a lot from these conversations that allow my co-founder, Austin, that allow myself, that allow other people in senior leadership to just make smarter smarter decisions and allow us to make sure that people are feeling supported um, and feeling engaged in the work they're doing. Anything in particular surprise you beyond that? I think there's a few things. Um, you know, my learning from this experience is it's so important to have both founders, one founder, someone on senior leadership in any company to kind of always have this, this mindset of empathy and have this mindset of thinking really hard about your people and what can you do to support your people and how can you make your feel your people feel better, less stressed, less anxious, excited about the future in your company. I think naturally having that default setting to have your mind wander to your people allows you to make small actions like this. So that was kind of the learning I had from it. But in terms of the conversations themselves, I think there were a few major themes that I heard from the people on our team. I think the most common question, which is the biggest question that Austin and I have as co-founders right now, is people want to know when we're going back to our office. That's the million dollar question right now. 
you know, as of right now, New York City is going to lift its shelter in place ban on May 15th. But that's going to happen in phases. We don't know which phase we're going to be in. And we also don't know if May 15th is going to remain the date. The other thing is, I think at a, at a, just a deeper level, when you think about the purpose of working in an office, the purpose is, I, I think, twofold. One is for the individual and one is for the company. For the individual, I think most people, or at least a large majority of people, enjoy the structure of going to an office. You know, I have friends that work all the time from home and they love doing that. But I would say the majority of people like the structure of being in an office, the productive feeling of working out, showering, getting ready, going to your place of work. So I think there's that component. When can people get that feeling back? And then I think the second piece is an office is built for people to be able to collaborate and communicate with one another. Um, And so I think, again, without messaging people on our team and getting that feedback over and over, it potentially wouldn't have been something that I would have thought about or that my co-founder and I would have talked about. You started this by reaching out to everybody on the team, seeing how they were doing, and just brought that into questioning the utility of an office. So in the meantime, how are you going to help the team recreate the utility of the office or somehow combat that that loss of collaboration that you were describing? The first step is Austin I need to keep this as a constant dialogue, knowing we don't know all of the information. We don't have every answer, but we can make the most educated decision. And we have to do it soon so people have a sense of like the ability to plan based on when is the soonest time we go back to the office. I think the second is, again, supporting people while they are working from home. And that was part of the impetus for my message because I know everyone in the office is dealing with new routines, uh, people who used to go to the gym in the morning and that was like a staple of their day that can't do that now. You know, our editorial team has to read you know, a lot of news all day long, a lot of which is depressing. Like while I am not in their position, I think I can empathize with the fact that that must be such a, a frustrating and an exhausting experience. And so part of the reason I sent these messages, just checking in with everyone on the team and seeing how they can be supported is everything from, is there equipment that you can literally use at your work from home setup to talk to me, Alex, as like the in-house morning brew psychologist, like, tell me what's it making you anxious. Tell me what have you not been able to change in your routine that you really want to. And let's just talk through it together. I'm not going to profess to be a licensed professional, but I can, I can be a sounding board and we can figure it out together. You know, those are kind of the two different workflows, which is a word I know you, you love using. One is to actually give an answer to people as to when we're going back. And the second is in the meantime, while we're still information gathering and don't know when the first is happening, make people feel supported with either the things they need to operate effectively in their home office, but also know they have someone to talk to um, if they're just trying to work through kind of their own things. Well, for, uh, for any managers listening, founders of companies, people who who manage teams, what, I, what I'd say is whether it is your natural way of thinking or not, to default to being empathic um, and thinking about how you can support your people, I would urge you during a time like now, but just in general, to think about what are the the touch points, the small actions you can have to show people you care, to show people that you want to be a resource to them, and to show them that you're there to support them. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.